I wonder this morning, how many uh, people or how many of you here this morning are going to head off on Christmas holidays? Some, some of our congregation already, have headed off overseas, while others may just spend a few days down the beach or in the country. Or it may be that you're simply travelling to and from family houses. This year, I've done a bit of travelling. I've been travelling up and down the road to Geelong. I think I know just about every bump and every corner on that road. The other trip that Joe and I make is up to Bensdale, where our son has a small property. It's a long trip, but a trip worthwhile. As we sit here and think about the events of that first Christmas, you can't help but notice that most of the people involved in this great story were travellers. They all had to make journeys and they were not sure about where that journey might take them. The first travellers we read about were Mary and Joseph who had to, tra- who had to leave Nazareth and make the journey to Bethlehem when Mary was about to have a baby. In verses 1 to 7 in our Gospel reading, um, we read that all people in the entire Roman world were ordered to return to their place of birth to be registered for that great thing we can never escape from for tax purposes. And for Mary and Joseph... That meant travelling from Nazareth in Galilee to Bethlehem in Judea, a journey of about 120 kilometres. Imagine for a moment, I've never been eight months pregnant, obviously, but imagine travelling that distance eight months pregnant. Just about every woman in the place has gone... Well, mother blokes are sitting there going... (laughs) nevertheless Mary and Joseph did what they had to do comforted I suppose by the fact that an angel had appeared to each of them perhaps they thought that if you know if God had chosen them to be the earthly parents of his son he would look after them he would look after them wherever they went They took a risk and God was with them in their choice. Perhaps they were more than a little frightened. The idea of having a baby without the support of family members, that must have been been a very anxious time. I guess that they may have been a little stressed out too, travelling from one hotel to the next, looking for a place to rest. But while they find their final destination was in a stable, was probably not what they expected, all the other important things happened the way they were promised. Mary gave birth to a healthy baby boy and Joseph named him Jesus. The time, the time came of finally seeing and loving the baby that they had been wondering about for so long. Yes, I actually think they were glad 
they had responded to God. The second travelers, of course, are the shepherds. We read about them in verses 8 to 20. Imagine how they felt. They were out in the fields as they probably were many, many times before. It was a cold night. They might have been sitting around a fire, maybe wrapped in a warm blanket. Perhaps, like me, some of the shepherds would have been dozing off. Suddenly, an angel appeared to them. They were scared, but the angel told them not to be afraid because he brought good news. To you is born this day in the city of David, a saviour who is the Messiah. All they had to do was to find him. All they had to do was to travel to Bethlehem. They were told where they'd find him, wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Now they could have said, it was only a vision. Perhaps, perhaps it was their imagination. Just imagine them thinking, people might laugh at us. People might think we're silly. We we actually might get into trouble for leaving the sheep behind. They may have asked these questions like, why would the Saviour be found in a manger? Why would the Lord be wrapped in cloths? Surely the Messiah would come to earth in a more significant surrounding. If they wanted to find the answer to these questions, they would have to start a journey. God often leaves Sorry, God often leaves this first and important step to us. He alerts us, but like the shepherd, it is up to us to make the move. So the shepherds went. And what was at the end of their journey? Joy. They had seen and heard what had been promised and they shared good news with others. The third travellers that we didn't have a reading about is from Matthew 2, 1 to 12. They, of course, were the wise men. They had seen the star in the east signifying the birth of a king. They could have waited until they'd received word from the palace where the king was born. They could have said, is it worth all that trouble? But they went. They journeyed many kilometres and many hot, dry and dusty days. Because God's plan was different, what seems foolish to us is God's great plan. So we find when we look in the Bible that God didn't choose a palace in Jerusalem for his son to be born. No, the prophets speak of the Messiah coming from Bethlehem, the city made famous by King David. So that's where the wise men went. When they saw the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy and entered the stable and they gave gifts. Gold, well, gold because he was a king. Frankincense, because they knew he was God. Myrrh, 
because they had this thought that his death would one day be very significant. Wise men travelled to see God as a baby, a member of the human family. Jesus would grow up experiencing pain, weariness, loneliness that we all feel from time to time. There was no room in an inn, so Jesus was born in a stable. That's how God sees kingship. He wants to meet people in their place. The wise men journey took them from luxury to poverty. They came with a sense of anticipation. Perhaps they came with some doubt. But God had put his mark on their journey. They followed God's star to the joy of a humble stable. Well, we are travellers too. Our lives are journey. As we sit here today, we cannot be sure where we will be in 5, 10 or 20 years. But we can be sure about God as we see him at work in the way Jesus came to earth and in the way that the promises that were made about him were fulfilled. We don't need to take an enormous risk like Mary and Joseph. We don't need to overcome the fears that the shepherd had. We may not even have to leave the comforts and security of our own home the way the wise men did. Jesus simply asks, come to him. When we are weary and carrying life's burdens, he'll give us rest. He tells us that he is gentle and humble at heart. He will make some demands of us, that is for sure. But we will find rest for our souls. Thinking about this when I was writing it, it occurred to me that isn't that what most people are looking for today? Rest, peace, joy, contentment. They seem to be some of the things that are missing in today's society. When we come to Jesus, we see him as a king, but also as our life's gift. He's the one who guides and protects, who saves and heals. We just need to make a choice to go to him. We need to continue in our life's journey, expecting that Jesus will make a difference. My prayer, my prayer for you this Christmas, is that each one of you can come to Jesus and find a resting place for your soul. Amen.